0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network.
1: Here comes pressure, throws it to Eckler on the screen. He's got a block to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. for a first down, Herbert, with time, now running out of time, throws on the run,
0: down the sideline, caught in Keenan oh, 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 Allen for the touchdowns, throws, and again it's intercepted, and that's Asante Samuel, here's another one, oh, watch out! How did it feel when Derwin James absolutely powerbombed what? the f*** <laughs> out of <here> on <laughs> national television? You are listening. To the shock therapy podcast with Tyler Lawrence and Zach Alf that's what that was like. All, right. okay. <laughs> all right
1: so this wow. is our total schedule this is basically the end of the video so week one we play the Dolphins at home uh, we got two weeks off we go to the Titans Vikings uh, get our first home game against the Raiders early bye week this year week five uh, play the Cowboys at home that. on Monday night football. Uh, you're also going to have to make a decision on which one of these games you want to go to. Um, You went to the chiefs the first year and the Broncos the second year. Is that right?
0: I went to the Browns the first year. And then last year we went chiefs and Broncos. I went to, I went to the the Broncos game with you. And then I went to the chiefs game with my dad.
1: Yeah. So we got the chiefs away early in the season, which is good because when it's cold in Kansas city, they're going to be with us. Um, We do play the Bears on Sunday night football. Kind of a weird Sunday night football game, I would think. But, I mean, they give every team at least one primetime game. They just happen to give the Bears us. Uh, The Jets is going to be a really fun Monday night football game. Uh, Kind of in the middle of the season, teams have already pretty much got their issues at least known, right? What are our issues at this point in time? Monday night football, Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Much, much better team. Uh, We got a home game against the Lions, followed by the Packers away, followed by a Sunday night football game against the Ravens. That should be a really fun game to go to. Uh, And then we've got the Patriots away in Foxborough in December. It's going to be a tough matchup there. Home game with the Broncos. uh, Away game with the Raiders, Thursday night football. Uh, Bills at home, Broncos away. So let's talk about the early part of this season. I want to get your thoughts on the the early stretch from the Dolphins to the Vikings.
0: Let's go. Here, let me pull it up so I can see better. Um, Dolphins game, week one.
1: We kind of talked about the Dolphins a little bit.
0: Yeah. I like, let's see, Dolphins, Titans, Vikings. Those are tough. I feel like coming out, you got to win at home when you're going back-to-back road games, especially against the Titans and Vikings, who are very physical. Um, It's been our our Achilles heel in the last couple of seasons with the new Staley-led defense. So I feel like Dolphins, just in that early, you don't want to go 0-3. It's not the end of the world, but it's not something you want to do for your fans when you're building excitement, when you're, you're trying to... Prove to the rest of the league that you're a contender. So I feel like, in my opinion, early on, Dolphins, you got to get that game. And then if I'm splitting between the Titans and Vikings, um, I'm okay with that. I think the Titans is the more winnable game just because they're kind of in a a weird spot. The Vikings game kind of scares me, to be honest.
1: The Vikings are are scary. I I think it's really going to depend on whether or not their running back is still there. I do want to talk a little bit about the Titans, So the Titans, in particular, Mm -hmm. have gotten a lot worse every single year. They have no legitimate wide receiver. Traylon Burks is a a pretty good up-and-coming kind of guy. But you're talking about a team that had A.J. Brown, right? Like, that was a totally different team. Their quarterback situation, who knows what that's going to turn out like. Ryan Tannehill. um, Teams have got the, the, the Titans figured out. It's Derrick Henry or it's a, you know, play action into the flats. They're not going to be able to really throw the ball downfield with Ryan Tannehill and their wide receiver group of Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, uh, and Kyle Phillips. Uh, Chick Okoronko, whatever, he's a, an up and tight end, but there's nothing on this offense that scares me outside of Derrick Henry. And when you're really one-dimensional, teams will eat you up. The Vikings, on the other hand, they can throw, they can pass, or they can run, they can throw. They can beat you in multiple ways on offense. Uh, defensively, they've always they've I feel like they always draft really well.
0: Um,
1: in this kind of they do
0: right. Yeah, well, they're they're becoming a really legit team. Um, I feel like it's only a matter of time before they start dominating that that division and, and getting to conference championship games routinely. I think they're very close. Um, I think if I, I think the next step is an elite quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins is great. By no means do I think he's elite.
1: Uh, They did draft Jaron Hall to be kind of that future potential replacement for Kirk Cousins. But I think they are the best team in that division right now. The Lions are probably really close. The Packers are going to find themselves at the bottom of that division. And the Bears are probably a few years away before those, you know, that slew of draft picks really starts to take its toll. Uh, I think the Vikings mm-hmm. are just running into some cap issues right now. Uh, from weeks sure. four to eight, you've got the Raiders at home. We've got an early bye week. We got the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, Chiefs and Bears. Um, what do you think about the Raiders? Are they any better than they were last yeah. year?
0: No, no, they're they're almost the they're almost the same. Um, I think. Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo is is as a lateral move I think you can make um, at the quarterback position. And one of the most – they're they're very similar guys to me, but the difference is Jimmy Jimmy quits before the game gets started. Derek Carr quits during the game in like the fourth quarter or when he's getting pressured. Jimmy will quit before the season starts. And so with the Raiders, they're going to get in a hole early and I think by week. Six or seven, you're gonna have a completely checked out Jimmy Garoppolo, who's already knowing that he's going well, to he'll hit IR to by week a,
1: week nine. He'll be on IR.
0: I don't they, exactly. He's not, and that's his way of quitting. He's not. He just he'll just nurse whatever bruises and bumps he's gonna have, and especially behind that, you know, Swiss cheese of an offensive line, he's gonna get hit early and often. They have a, a pretty decent defense, so I feel like he's going to get a lot of extra opportunities more than he's going to get a, a, a solid amount of, of extra opportunities in the game, um, especially with that pass rush beefed up and that are additions to the secondary. I don't think he's going to make it past week eight as their starting quarterback. He, he, something's going to come up and he's going to quit on them early.
1: And then we go over to the Cowboys. I feel like the Cowboys have gotten a little bit better. They they made some you know uh, interesting choices. One of the like the the highlights of the draft, uh, Deuce Vaughn, who their scout is his father, and his yeah. father got to call him and I tell him, that. That "Hey, great. do you want to come to work with me tomorrow?" What an awesome moment in sports.
0: That moment was sweet, oh. and not a big Cowboy fan, but like you can't help but take a look at that and and feel some type of joy. I, I'm just happy for the, for that father son combo and hopefully the Cowboys get a good player there, but hopefully he doesn't show up weak, whatever that is. is. Six. One of the
1: things that I've looked at with this Cowboys team is their offensive line is like starting to, to completely they're old overlap and change. So, you know, you think about like the, the 2015 Cowboys offensive line that had three, all pros Zach Martin, uh, Tyrone Smith were there, uh, Travis Frederick. Tyrone Smith is on his last year here. Like, There's no chance he's going to be there again. Zach Martin's like 36, so he's going to be gone. Now you've got a new combo of Tyler Smith, um, uh, Tyler Biadas, and then they're going to have to continue to keep building on that offensive line. So... I really think this is their last year of having like one of those elite offensive lines. And I don't even necessarily know if I consider them elite at this point in time. Um, but I, I feel yeah. like the team is in transition. This is their last all in year before they start running into some really big cap issues. I mean, you're looking at Marcus Lawrence also being one of those old edge rushers who's uh, a fraction of who he originally was. Um, Leighton Van was Esch was like a kind of a late signing for them this year. They're kicking the wheels on Stefan Gilmore, trying to see how much he has left, left. They're kind of a team in transition. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I, I think they're kind of in a weird spot. Um, enough to want to build around, but I don't think they have the – Jerry Jones will spend money, but he just does it recklessly. And I think – he's like one or two crazy signings away from crippling the team. I think they're very, very close to having to go full rebuild. I do not think Dak or Zeke are the answer there.
1: Uh,
0: um, But I feel like at this time, they've invested so much money, so much PR, um, so much resources in general to move away from them. And I I think that's going to, in the long run, kind of handcuff them.
1: Do I have a bunch of my, like, things on the screen here is
0: that yeah kind
1: of... okay i was yeah, wondering if i'm going covered it's like, Anyways, like uh, fireflies we'll talk about the chiefs here in a sec let's talk about the bears real quick uh i feel like the bears are a much much better team than they were uh last year i think justin fields finally has weapons to throw to dj moore is a, it's going to be a huge weapon for them uh darnell mooney chase claypool or another year in the system I still feel like they, they are building from the inside kind of out. Most of their building came on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, they've got Braxton Jones. They've got Darnell Wright. Uh, they really put a lot of emphasis on building their interior, their offensive line as well. Nate Davis is there. Tevin Jenkins was drafted two seasons ago. On the defensive side of the ball, they've added a couple good pieces. Uh, I still think they're a ways away from being competitive, but I think they did enough on the offensive side of the ball to make sure that Justin Fields doesn't have to rush for over a thousand yards as a quarterback. How are you feeling about the Bears?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're trending in the right direction. I think I agree with you. With I, I think they are a year or two away from becoming, you know, playoff mount. Um, but they'll go as far as, as Justin Fields takes them. You got some receivers in house. They did a, a very good job of trying to shore up that offensive line. Um, defense is coming together and they're playing in a, a division that's not as, as strong in your past. You don't have the Packers absolutely dominant it, uh, year in and year out. Um, the lions are super inconsistent and the Vikings as great as they are. They, they choke in the biggest moments. So, um, Bears, I think, are very close to being one of the, the top teams there in the NFC North. I think it's you need a couple more years of developing Justin Fields. And I think it starts with letting him throw more, not having to run out of his shoes every game um, to find that rhythm that, that it just inevitably takes to become great at, at this level, especially at that position.
1: And it is interesting that they were scheduled for a Sunday night football game against us. I think, you know, it. every team usually gets at least one. And I feel like that's one of those games that you're going to go to where it's going to be a fun game because they are they don't have it figured out yet.
0: And no. for a
1: team like the Chargers who have got things kind of figured out, um, it might be like a fun game to go to where it might be a little bit of a blowout. I think
0: it's going to be Not a That's something
1: that you're going to be like on the tip of your seat and just like stressing over. Um, yeah. Week 9, the Jets, Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall... Garrett Wilson, uh, Sauce Gardner. This is a totally, totally different team than it has been in years past. Kind of what are your thoughts on the Jets? They're kind of one of my favorites to go really make a, a deep playoff run, if not a Super Bowl run. Cause I think that they're stacked on both sides of the ball.
0: They got a lot, a lot of pieces. And I think that that the missing piece there and Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl caliber quarterback and MVP in this league at one point. Uh they got all the pieces now. I think it's all determinant on 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 his attitude. Um, Green Bay is a very unforgiving fan base. Well, so so is New York, and unlike the Packers, the New York have not been good for for in a while. So I think it will take one bad loss for those fans to turn on him because it's just kind of a, the nature of that fan base. So how will he, you know? Are his interviews on Pat McAfee going to be positive? I don't think they always will be. Um, and I think as soon as he says something negative, those fans are going to quickly turn on him. Can he maintain focus? And for, for Aaron Rodgers, he's great when he wants to be. Uh, we haven't seen him invested in the last couple of seasons during with all of that chaos there in Green Bay. So if, if he says what he says, he's say, if he believes what he's saying on that Pat McAfee show, then I think that's going to be a really good team. It's, I just don't have a lot of faith in in what Aaron Rodgers says these days uh, because he's a bold faced liar.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's, he's kind of a social media darling, right? Like, I don't know. Um, Not not, like he's not on social media a lot, but he's always in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's everywhere. He's, he's a really hot topic right now. Do you think with the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets, do you think that they're a team that are, can run the division, or are you just so sold on the Bills that there's just no chance?
0: No, I think, no. Um, I think they that their shot is at a wild card. The Bills are so dominant regular season, and I think they're very, very close. I cannot count the Bills out until, until you get another team at the top of that division. Right now, they, they own it. Uh, not in the same way that the Chiefs have been running it because they've been doing it for twice as long, but they are they are in a dominant streak, and I don't think I think the Jets have pieces. They're going to make it entertaining, but you got that the Buffalo Buffalo fans and Buffalo the Bills in general. I don't think have any respect for New York. They've kind of dominated that team, and so so is the division. The division has kind of dominated that team for a long time. I think it's going to take a. Um, you got to go you got to go 500 before you could start winning games especially in the division and I think you'll see um, them being competitive splitting with the Bills potentially splitting with the Patriots splitting with the Dolphins I think that's best case scenario for the Jets cuz I don't see them being being able to beat either of those three teams twice especially I think the, the Jets
1: are going to go 13 wins this year That's bold um, that is Super Bowl, but you know I think they're the best team in that division. I don't think the Bills are as good as they were last year. Uh, we'll talk more about the Bills here at the end of this podcast, which we're kind of getting close to. We'll talk a little bit about the Lions. Lions, every year, making drastic, drastic improvements. Jared Goff is playing like a top-10 quarterback somehow, some way. Uh, they are losing Jameson Williams for, uh, what, six games of the season, they didn't even have him last year, and they still ended up winning eight games last year. And they ended up going on like an, a, a seven-game win streak to close out the season, almost making playoffs. Um, Sam Laporta was drafted by them. They've got a really, really strong offensive line. Taylor Deckers, Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnar, Jonah Jackson. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Vitae. Um, defensively, they've made a lot of good moves as well. They brought in C.J. Garter-Johnson. Uh, they've got Jerry Jacobs. They've got Brian Branch, who was drafted in the first round by them. They have gone come a long ways. Uh, let's also not forget their um, Aiden Hutchinson's there, uh, Romeo Arqua they, They're just a really strong team. Jack Campbell, like there's so many t- pieces on this team.
0: They got a starting five of of quality starting running backs too.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they traded one away because they just didn't need them. Jamari Gibbs, David Montgomery. Um, Craig Reynolds, Jamar Jefferson. Uh, they ended up trading um, DeAndre Swift. Swift to the Eagles, just I, because I, they just didn't have room for him.
0: No, and they—I don't know what the what the deal with it there. Like, I think Gibbs is great, but like, I don't know. I, I, it's very different philosophies. I'm taking DeAndre Swift is is an up and coming star. They just he need to give him just, the
1: ball. He just hit his stride, right? Like yes. he just hit it. It's very, he finally looked like a Pro Bowl caliber running back last year, and this year is that year that breakout season. And they sold him for like a fifth round pick.
0: It seems very, it, it's, it's sports in general right now. It just has a, it's such a quick fuse. It's, it's very similar to me, and it's different, but I think it's very similar to the Bucks going away from uh, their their head coach just a year after winning the NBA Finals. It's like, okay, you won us a final two years ago. You didn't do it this year. You're done. So, I, I don't know. I think teams are way too fast to pull the plug on some guys. And uh, the Lions and that DeAndre Swift, I think, is a prime example of that. I
1: would have handed Austin Eckler for DeAndre Swift in a heartbeat. Sure.
0: Hurry. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You're talking about a player who's still on got Younger. another year left on his contract at a pretty similar price tag as a pretty high second-round pick. And he's only – 23 years old absolutely yeah.
0: i would have done that i i don't that one is no makes no sense to me right in, in this prime really great in your system
1: It. Must, i would have handed at least a third round pick at, at minimum and it potentially has to be even higher
0: i think it's a philosophy thing like he just doesn't he doesn't fit in well or he's not a great locker room presence or they're just like it just didn't Mesh well completely, you know, like on on an emotional level, uh, because production wise, scheme fit wise, uh, I thought it made a lot of sense for both sides, but there's obviously something I think beyond behind the scenes that kind of dictates that decision. Because why are you going to go to a brave guy who's never played a snap in this the NFL uh, and going away from a guy who's just needs the ball to become a, a, the next superstar at that position is, is just baffling to me.
1: The Packers. Finally, Jordan Love is getting his opportunity. He's getting to some love. So Jordan Love is getting some love. What are your expectations for Jordan Love? They seem to have surrounded him with a lot of pieces. He has pieces. Uh, a lot of like I feel like Aaron Rodgers has been begging the Packers to get them people to throw the ball to, and they finally do it with Jordan Love. Is it going to be enough?
0: Uh oh. Okay. Well. First, I think as much as it's building around Jordan Love, I think it's also a slight from the front office, just like a middle finger departure for Ann Rogers. <laughs> it like is. We don't we didn't want to build around you. We don't like your covid vaccination stuff. We don't like your old Alaska trips. We don't like you bad us with your buddy, Pat McAfee. Um, and I think it's also time. Jordan Love was drafted for a reason. They like what they see from him in preseason and in practice. Um, he, he's a strong locker room presence. And I think you just, it kind of hit its tipping point with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, but young quarterbacks have a learning curve. Does he have pieces? Yeah, he has plenty. That defense is solid. It's a name brand. Everybody knows who the green Bay Packers are. Um, now I just caution green Bay fans to be patient. You went from. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, two Hall of Famers back to back. It's not likely that you have another third one. You probably have a solid guy. We all need to wait and see. Um, it takes some time, especially at the quarterback position, to be become functional. Um, I just hope that Green Bay gives him some time because I, I really like what he's we've seen from him coming out of college. The little stuff we've seen in preseason. Uh, I just think People need to be patient with the Packers. I do not think it's their year, especially with the the hype at the top of that division. So
1: the Jordan Love actually signed a contract extension to keep him there, give him a little bit of a pay raise, because when you take into account the fact that he was drafted in the same draft class as Joe Burrow, as Justin Herbert, as crazy. Tula Tagovailoa, right? He was in that same class, ended up going in back, and he had a... MVP, a player who literally won the MVP the year he was drafted, kind of gave him an uh, an unfair shake. They gave him a little bit of money. I think it was like a fifteen million one year contract extension for next year. So he's going to play out his final year here and then next year as well. Um, they gave him Jaden Reed, which is a little surprising because there's other wide receivers on the board I had graded much much higher. Uh, they gave him Luke Musgrave. Um, he he- with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, he's got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Their offensive line is in a kind of a rebuilt kind of situation right now. I feel like their defense has a lot of pieces to be really successful. Um, I think the biggest issue is going to be whether or not an offensive line, a starting offensive line of Josh Neiman, Jun Ranyan, and Josh Mayers from center to right tackle... Elvin Jenkins and, and David Bakhtikari are probably one of two of the, the best players at their position, top 10 maybe. But from center to right tackle, totally unknown. have no idea how they're actually going to produce uh, against some really quality talent. So we'll have to watch that a little bit further. But I, I feel like it's going to be one of the main talking points on whether or not, if he's successful, did they, they – they, provided him weapons to throw to, did they protect him well enough? That's going to be the main drawback. Uh, moving on to the Ravens. We play the Ravens on Sunday Night Football, November 26th. Um, what did you think about the contract, the guarantee, fully guaranteed contract? He bet on himself, no agent. Is it going to work out for the Ravens?
0: Uh, I like Lamar. I think you just you got to help him out. He could only do so much. I think he's an amazing talent, one of the more unique athletes we have at the quarterback position. Um, his ability to create with his legs, he has a great defense. Uh, is going to give him plenty of opportunities to score the football. I, I like, I like the player. I it, the Ravens are a team that yeah they're in the division, but I've always had so much respect for because they're a physical team. They go all in on defense year in and year out. Um, and they finally have a. If you can win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco at quarterback, you can win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. It, now the the offenses, the offensive pieces that those two guys were dealing with, I think, are significantly different. Start building around your guy. You finally got your your, your franchise quarterback locked up for the foreseeable future. It's time to go get him some more pieces. Um, love to see them get back to you know, the, the dominant run games that they used to have in the past so where they can control uh, tempo. With Lamar's arm, though, I think it gives you a little more versatility than the Joe Flacco-led um, Raven offense. And so I think you're close. I like Lamar. I don't think it's this year e- either for them. Um, but you, you got to start somewhere, and I think getting that contract done allows them to build for the future.
1: For whatever reason, I feel like the Ravens really like small, shifty wide receivers. They went and got yeah, a say flowers. Uh, Odell Beckham is, is he's not a big guy, but he's got a big radius, right? He makes yeah. you a little bit bigger. Uh, they drafted Devin DuVernay. They drafted um, uh, Hollywood Brown. So all of these small wide receivers, if you're going to have a small wide receiver, you have to have a very, very accurate quarterback. Yeah, I'm really surprised they they haven't gone, being the run-heavy team they are, I'm really surprised they haven't gone with the big 6'3", 6'4", wide receivers like a Mike Williams, right? Uh, Like an Alec Pierce, right? Like some big guys that can make some contested catches and kind of bail out Lamar Jackson. And also, plus-plus on blocking downfield if you're going to be a run-heavy-based offense. So... They go and get Zay Flowers, one of the most exciting, small, shifty route runners you could create uh, separation, but not a guy who's going to be able to adjust to passes that are not on the money. And Lamar Jackson's not known for putting it on the money. He's he's known for play action, guys wide open out in the middle of the field. Not deep downfield, but in the middle of the field, right? Uh, they're going to have a totally new offensive coordinator, which means um, they really need to, you know, Todd Munkin, is he gonna be able to design an offense around the strengths of what Lamar Jackson is? They had that offensive coordinator and that offensive in place in previous years. This is gonna be a different offense. Probably taking some pretty similar elements, but they need to turn Lamar into more of a pure passer. One he hasn't stayed healthy his entire career because he's a running back. He's he's a running back who can throw first and foremost. I think that's one of the, the main issues with the Ravens, something to watch. Uh, it is a home game. This is a point in time where I start worrying about weather, and our first game with weather being a, a major issue is going to be the Patriots in Foxborough, yeah. though I think the Patriots are a shell of their former uh, dominant team. Absolutely. Yeah, Go ahead and tell and, me about Patriots.
0: Well, I think it starts... Tom Brady's shoes were always going to be hard to fill. But Mac Jones is not the accurate quarterback that we saw in Alabama. Guys aren't getting 12 yards of separation every game. It's the NFL. It's different. you got guys who bigger and faster than he's ever seen, even playing at Alabama. People are different. They put on more speed. They get into strength and conditioning programs, so they get faster. Uh, Mac Jones, I think, is a little out of his element. I think he's a – give him some time, sure. I think he's going to be a a solid backup in this league, uh, just from what I've seen. Bailey Zappi, I don't think, is the answer there either. And so at the most important position uh, in a league right now where there are 15 guys as good as they've ever been, you know, you could put – the top 15 guys in the NFL right now at quarterback, you can drop them in, in almost any era and they'd probably be top five at least, if not top 10, because um, they're just so much talent at the quarterback position. They are so far behind at the, 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 the league's most important position that I, I am not as afraid as, of them as I have been in the last four or five years.
1: Uh, moving on to the uh, Broncos. I'll talk a little bit about the Patriots. So like Mac Jones, big issue there. I feel like, they're building kind of a stronger run game to take some of the pressure off of him. Romero yep. Stevenson was a fantasy monster last year. Absolutely. Uh, big goal line back. They ended up James Robinson, who I think is really undervalued. I think James Robinson is a really, really good running back. Um, they added a couple pieces. Jav- yep. uh, Juju Smith-Schuster being their main slot uh, wide receiver. They've got Tyquan Thornton. They're going to let Hunter Henry take more of a, the reins of the – tight end position, but they also brought in Mike Kosicki. So, you know, they they like going big at the tight end position. Uh, they've still got a really strong offensive line. Defensively, they're always going to be good. Um, I think they're a team that always ends up outperforming their talent. You know, there's they certain do. times where, like, you know, you don't expect Detrick-wise to be, or Matthew Judon to be, you know, top players at their position, but schematically – Bill Belichick has a tendency of just pulling the best out of his defensive players. Tom Brady pulled the best out of his offensive players. No Tom Brady means no offense. Defensively, they're going to be just fine.
0: That and they got a steal in Christian Gonzalez way far. In the like
1: 17 or something like that.
0: that was and the ridiculous. Patriots always do it. They always just wait for some, some sweet jewel to fall into their hands. And Christian Gonzalez, big, long, tall corner. Absolutely, Belichick's gonna get the best out of that kid because uh, he has a lot to give.
1: Coming down to the end of this, we'll talk about the, uh, the. We'll talk about the Broncos once, basically. So we play the Broncos at home, and then they're our final game, um, final away game of the season. Playing the Broncos December thirty first in Mile High Stadium. It's gonna be a tough matchup. Um, Russell Wilson did not play up to expectations last year. I expect that trend to change. I think that their head coach is going to be a major reason for that change. Um, Russell Wilson's not going to be able to do whatever he wants with a no-name head coach who's never been there before. Having uh, Peyton is going to be a totally different different experience uh, for the Broncos. I think they're going to be much better. Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, all those guys are going to get it all together. Uh, I really, really like Greg Dulcich, one of my favorite fantasy players this year. Uh, defensively, they've always been strong. They, uh, I don't know what it is about playing in Denver that makes you a superstar, but it seems to happen to every player at every position. They're always solid across the board. There's not a whole lot of change from last season. They're going to be a really, really strong defensive team. It's just whether or not uh, you can break whatever – curse that Russell Wilson cast on this entire team when he was traded for. Go ahead and tell me about what you think about the Broncos.
0: I, uh, I, I just think they have way too many pieces um, to fail as hard as they did. I think they set the bar really, really low. Uh, you're not hearing the Broncos through the Super Bowl chatter anymore. No expectations is dangerous. That That's where teams, you know, overperform. The, the, the spotlight is off of them now. He has become a joke. If he's just even a shell of his former self, I think that's all the motivation that that guy needs. Because at one point, he was an MVP in this league. He is a good quarterback when, you know, he, he has a scheme that makes sense for him. When he had a lot of injuries, uh, Javante Williams going down, all of the injuries across the receiver core that they dealt with. Um, now he gets a shiny new toy and Greg Dulcich. That offense is going to be better. That defense was one of the best last year. He just needed to score 20, 20 points, and they were a, a playoff team. Um, I, I The Broncos are a scary team. Um, the Broncos are going to be tough, especially playing them two times in in four weeks. And then we can kind of close this out with the Bills. We've already
1: talked about the Chiefs. Playing the Chiefs at home, week 18, huge benefit. Uh, playing the Bills, week 16, at home, also Thank a you. huge benefit. Playing the Bills, I kind of wish we were playing the Bills in December in uh, uh
0: To get you ready for uh, a playoff Buffalo.
1: Because... I want to go to a Bills game in the cold and watch these crazy guys go to work. Like I, I really want to, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game. I'm going to away. I'll probably be at like five games, home games this year. Uh, I always go to one away game. Um, I'll talk about the away game here in a sec, but the bills, I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I I just don't. Uh, I think losing Devin Duvernay is kind of a, a big loss for them. Somebody who's, Kind of built himself up as a pretty solid, reliable RB two at a minimum with RB one upside. Uh, James Cook, not his brother, just isn't isn't the same kind of running back. Uh, a player that I've seen better at catching passes out of the backfield than being a true North and South runner. Uh, their offensive line didn't get any better either. Um, they've got a, a still got a lot of edge rushers. Uh, their defensive line and just that whole uh, their top eight on the defensive line. is just really, really, really good. They've got good cornerbacks. I think the strength of this team though was their offensive line. And I just don't think it's where it was at in previous years. Um, I don't, I just don't see them being as good as they have been in years past. They're still going to win, you know, 11, 12 games. They're going to make playoffs. They'll make it into at least the divisional round, but I just don't see them as strong as they have been in years past.
0: No, that's my I, thoughts. And I don't think they're as strong. They're still very, very strong. I think, I, I still think they're a tough team. And until they are finishing under 500 in a season, um, yeah, I don't think you could take your eyes off of them. And like I said before, I think with. The expectations slightly lowered. That's going to do tremendous for the Bills. And then whenever you got a guy like Josh Allen, you're in every single game. You've seen the battles that he's had with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. He just comes up so, just, just short, so close, so many times. Um, it's only a matter of time where before I think they get it done. And you're kind of shortening that Super Bowl window. Um, The guys that you've built around Josh Allen, they're getting older. There's no surprise anymore. People are anticipating Buffalo to be good. Uh, So if they don't get a a Super Bowl here in the next two or three years, um, they're going to have to do something drastic to kind of revamp getting back there because I I think their window is, is quickly shutting on them.
1: And uh, so, Zach, you're going to be going to a game with me this year. You've only got one minute to make a decision right now. Oh, and while you're thinking about it, I'm going to tell everybody about the away game I'm going to right now. Uh, so, I have a friend. His name is Gabby. He's been on the show, friend of the show. Yeah. Lives in Kansas City. Week seven, I'm going to go out and watch the Chiefs. I- I've always wanted to go to Arrowhead because it's supposed to be one of the most exciting experiences Really, in terms of of any other um, you know crowd or fan base, they they've got one of the biggest they've got one of the biggest markets because there's not a lot of teams located around them, especially since the Rams left back for L.A. So I'm really really excited to go to this Chiefs game every year. I go to one away one. I was kind of weighing my option on a couple of different ones, but um, I really don't want to go to Kansas City in December. So going October twenty second is something that I'm really interested in. Um, I've seen Patrick Mahomes a couple times now, but I, I think that they are also the team to beat in the entire NFL. So like going and potentially seeing the Chargers kind of crush some hopes um, early in the season and and kind of hand them what could potentially be their first loss in the season in their stadium gives me a lot of reason to talk a lot of shit to a lot of fans that are wearing red all around me. And I'm all about that. Even if it gets my ass beat outside the stadium, Zach, tell me exactly which game you want to go to this season.
0: Talking about ass beating. Let's go week four. I seen every the last two years I seen the Well, last year I saw Broncos. I saw Chiefs. I've seen the Raiders play before but not in Sofi. Also, I want to get it I, I don't want to go primetime and I don't want to wait till December to go. So, it's kind of dwindles me down to the you know, options are for me really only Raiders or Lions. I don't really care much about the Lions. Beating the Raiders is a Super Bowl in itself. So, chuck me in for Have a you week been to four. a
1: primetime game yet?
0: I did. I went to I went to two I went to Monday night Broncos last year and then I went oh, to Sunday right. Night Chiefs so I, I I doubled that last year it, and it's not that I don't like the primetime games it just makes it difficult for travel super
1: late yeah I had to drop you off at like oh my midnight God. and then drive like two hour, three hours three hours back
0: that was brutal uh I do, I do appreciate you that. there I was gonna get left in Inglewood and who knows if I would have made it back if uh, yeah you would. right. wouldn't be
1: on this podcast right
0: now no probably would not
1: any closer to Mark, Zach?
0: I'm excited. Football season is back. I think every year I wipe the slate clean and I get as irrational as I was the year before. I'm excited. Let's go. Football is back. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Bring right, thank you guys on. so
1: much for listening. We'll talk to you guys later.